大家好，我们叫 Carolyn 和 Emily， 我们住在上海。欢迎你来听 Joy 和 Claire 的 Girls Gone Wild podcast。Hi everyone, this, this is Carolyn and Emily from Shanghai. You're listening to Girls Gone Wild podcast with Joy and Claire. 
side of things, which I've had to learn um, through, you know, just basically doing it. But yeah, you're correct. I was with Bloomingdale's. I was their public public relations director for almost six years. Um, and my territory was from South Florida all the way up to Orlando. And I literally lived in a hotel and a car. I drove every single week up and down the highway to visit the stores, to work out of the stores, sometimes twice in one week. So that's, you know, basically like 550 miles minimum (laughs) every single week for five years. But um, what was interesting and Joy, you, I told you a little bit about this, but Claire, let me, let me tell you how I started. Enlighten me. Enlighten (laughs) our listeners. All right. Well, no problem. Well, I had, uh, you know, basically like a seven, they say, they say that it's like a salary nine to five job, but if you're really trying to make an impression in any kind of field, especially in the fashion industry where my job was to, I was the publicist. So I put on fashion shows and I launched collections and I met with designers and then I met with their PR people. It really was more of like a seven day, at least six day a week job. So in the process of all of this, I was also competing as a CrossFit athlete. And I remember distinctly going in after like a big weekend of competing. And we have Mondays are usually in at least in that world, in the Bloomingdale's world, Mondays are usually very heavy with meetings, conference calls, all of that, you know, like set the focus for the week type of thing. So I was in back to back meetings. And I remember my boss, looking at these like horrific bruises on my collarbones and she was like Nicole like do do we need to have a discussion about you know your home life is everything okay are you being taken care of I, I pre- I'm pretty sure she was insinuating that maybe like she thought there was a domestic violence issue <laughs> and I brushed it off and I was like yeah I'm good I like cl- PR'd my clean and jerk this weekend I'm fine <laughs> yeah I did this on purpose <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then I was realizing, like, it was, you know, after after having that experience several times, I just kind of thought, you know, I'm in a professional setting. I have to wear, you know, suiting every day. This is really kind of unacceptable. <laughs> that paired with the fact that if I was bruised or sore, I probably couldn't do power cleans or heavy front squats for at least five days after while I healed. So my very first prototype that I made was the week after Wadapalooza in Miami, which is one of my favorite events. I've been competing in that event since the first, very first year, where it was literally for, for the for the road to the games division for women. It was just me and Telena Fortunato. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and, and Guido, one of the co-founders and the organizers, came over to us, and he said, you know, it might be better just, you know, from a from a perspective of attendance and for the from the spectators perspective, if we put you along with the guys, so it doesn't have to be an entire heat of just two of you. Are you girls okay with that? And I looked at Selena and I was like, I'm good. I, I got second place on lock. Like I'm fine. Because <laughs> there are only the two of us, and I knew I wasn't beating her. And it was really funny because she's like, Well, I don't know. Hang on a second. Like let's talk about how the point system's gonna work. Are we gonna scale appropriate? like she was very concerned about you know her her placement in this competition it was very funny but uh, sorry I digress (laughs) but after doing that competition we had one of the workouts was a 20 minute um AMRAP and it had shoulder to overhead at 145 pounds or something which at the time that was my body weight so (laughs) I remember taking the barbell off of the rack and as soon as it hit my uh, chest it was like between the sun baking the barbell literally burned my skin and and like then thinking okay I have to move this now for a very significant period of time I I re-racked it I took my shirt off (laughs) and stuffed it into the straps of my sports bra in the front to kind of like create a makeshift barrier, if you will. Between... It was the original chesty, let's be honest. <laughs> well, this was like yeah. where the idea came right. from. Right. Yes. So so it created like kind of like a barrier between where the barbell was landing and my skin. And the judge was like, I mean, you know, anytime now. And I'm like, listen, I got to do this. <laughs> because, <laughs> because this, like, this dude, workout I know is like 20 doing. minutes long. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the judge is like, everyone yeah, really else funny. is already done. It's got to be done. So, so that was um, 
that was where I really like the idea. If you if you want to say it was born, and then the following Monday, I went into the gym. I cut a pair of compression knee sleeves that I had in half, sewed them. I am definitely not a seamstress or a sewer. I have zero quality <laughs> doing that. But I had my friend help me. I sewed them into like a rash guard, you know, that surfers use because mm-hmm. they're very tight to your skin. Oh, yeah. And that was the first, you know, quote unquote, chesty prototype. And now, you know, it's like <laughs> 27 prototypes later, I'm manufacturing and I have like actual collection runs and it's it's very exciting. But that's really like how it started. And uh, and I've got very funny stories about what some of the first ones looked like. They were, frankly, they weren't cute. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to start somewhere. Function well, over fashion. And you and I have talked so much, too, about, I think, when I was there at uh, CrossFit Eminence uh, for mm-hmm. your, your road show, is all, yes. the, all the materials that you're, you're, like, constantly looking for materials. And that just baffles my mm-hmm. mind you're like I am constantly on Pinterest I'm constantly searching for patterns right. and for for certain types of materials it's like how do you even get started of like oh this is what I need like where did you where I did think, you go for that well I didn't know and I still am looking <laughs> but um I basically started where where I knew or at least had resources and I started by asking friends but to go back to the patterns and the prints, honestly, Joy, I just pick out things that I like personally. Yeah. And um, and yeah, there'll, there'll be certain times where, um, you know, and now I have not a huge team, but at least I have a team of freelancers and my brother works with me. I'll go back and touch on that because that's a really cool thing that I'm excited about. But, you know, I have at least I have a team of very smart people around me now who will say things like, you know, Nicole, I know hot pink isn't your favorite color because, you know, if you, if you, well, Claire, we're going to meet soon, but when we meet, <laughs> the chances of me showing up in head to toe black are high, very high. That's right. That's how I am with gray. <laughs> if you Ooh. find a color that works for you, you just got to rock it yeah, pretty much and then it just 90% of everything. the time. It's like my capsule wardrobe is just a capsule of the same <laughs> color, actually. <I'm> so <laughs> well, if it works for you, yeah. so that that's basically my black. <laughs> People are like, orange is the new black. I'm like, no, mm-mm, no, nope. black is still black. Black, black. Is, black is black. <laughs> black is black. So anyway, I, you know, so I have done um, patterns, prints, even colors, like a completely hot pink, hot pink bra um, that I personally wouldn't choose out of, you know, a palette of beautiful colors for a collection, but it's what the majority of my market wants to buy. So I have learned a lot in this process of designing that you sometimes need to kind of like, while I do, you know, only put out in in the marketplace what I personally like really love at the same time, maybe I'll do a silhouette that I have created from scratch, but I'll do it in that black, right? Because everyone needs, it's like the little black dress. You have to have a black sports bra, but also do it in other colors for, you know, a wider range of consumers. But um, going back to finding finding fabrics I'm still constantly and listeners if you're out there and you happen to know of a great fabric mill call me (laughs) because I'm still looking for those um, connections but right now um, I'm in LA and I've been doing a lot of meetings doing go sees going to market and really meeting with uh, people who have resources in that area and then I'm also planning my next trip to China where I do my manufacturing right now for uh, it's actually coming up in a couple of months and it's it's like literally it's a full-time job to do that but it's really really exciting to see the kind of technical fabrics that are available on the marketplace now and it's something that I I never thought 10 years ago I'd be doing never in a million years that I'd be talking about like, well, you know, what's the GSM for this fabric and what's the content and, you know, how many millimeters of neoprene will it fit? And what is the, what is the heat barometer for this neoprene? You know, if I'm shipping it, like if it gets too hot, what happens then? All of these things I never thought would even be something that would be a thought of mine, <laughs> but yeah. you never know where life takes you. Well, right? it's so funny. I was just going to say, uh, backing up on that is, uh, I want you to tell the story of your first cross country road trip from Florida to Cali <laughs> and all the road trips now that you're doing. 
but oh leading, leading with that first one and the, you know, <laughs> reflecting back now that you are where you are. Right. That, that first one was, it's like the most incredible story and tell and you guys can just stop me if I'm like doing a run on. <laughs> I mean, I we're the talk. queen of bunny trails, Nicole. I think okay. <laughs> well, so I found that the direct connection to a customer is the absolute best way to build any business, not just, you know, an activewear brand. And so I decided to take some time to literally pick up, pack my car. I had like a Volvo C30. So it's like the little two door hatchbacks. It had just enough space for my bag, my, my gym shoes (laughs) and all the chesties and a table, right? Like I packed this thing to the brim and I left um, about a month and a half before the, this was when the games was in Carson, California. And my plan was to drive all the way out to California and then drive back. And along the way, I would do every 48 to, you know, 30, something like that, 36 to 48 hours, I would stop in a different city and do like a little pop-up trunk show. So I would call the gym owner um, and say, hey, and, and this was when I didn't have, I still don't have like a huge following, but I had like next to nothing then I would say. <laughs> so I would have to call, it was like cold calling in sales and say, hey, my name's Nicole. I am from the Chesty. Have you ever heard of it? Oh no. Okay. Well, let me tell you what it is. Would you allow me to come in, you know, during one of your PM classes and set up a booth? Basically I did that the entire way to finally made it to Austin and between Austin and my next stop driving west on I-10, my little, you know, European car <laughs> overheated. And I remember calling my brother because what do you do when you know nothing about a car, right? You usually call a guy. <laughs> That's, that was totally sexist, but I'm sure that there's a lot of women who know what's going on with their car. I don't mean to offend, but I will say personally, I don't know cars <laughs> at all. <laughs> so I call my brother. He's a Marine. He seems to have a general knowledge of this stuff. And I specifically remember him saying, I don't know, Nick, but if you start seeing like white smoke, you're in trouble. As he's saying that, the words white smoke are coming out oh, of no. his mouth and white smoke starts coming out <laughs> of my tailpipe. And I'm like, you're ah! like you did this. <laughs> you did this. <laughs> exactly. So I pull over and I'm on the side of I-10 and it's getting, it's dusk. So it's not like super crazy hot. You know, it's only 110 degrees versus 114 degrees. And I am like, I'm starting to get like scared because I call AAA and they say, well, you're basically in the middle of nowhere. So it's going to be about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half until anyone can get to you. I'm sitting there. People are like driving by. Two people did stop and that was very nice. But at the same time, I was also kind of scared about it. So I'm going to try to make the story short, but it's pretty like unreal what happened. (laughs) So the tow truck driver came, he hitched up the car, he says, well, we're going to have to tow you to the nearest city, how much time do you have? And I'm like, well, at this point, I have like negative four hours, so how fast can you get <laughs> Can you get me to this city, right? So he, he tows my car, and I'm sitting in, in the car with him, 40-something miles to Pecos, Texas is the city, as, as we are driving to basically he's dropping me off at a motel where I can stay because at this point it's like almost midnight and as he's driving there is warning there's warnings on the radio about a sandstorm oh my god by the time I get to the and this is at this point a motel because there's not (laughs) this is not like a very developed area part of part of Texas by the time we get there and this is actually really sad Um, The sandstorm had wiped out eight cars on the same highway we were on. Oh, my gosh. There was one fatality, and it was so terrible and crazy. So so I get there. It's um, midnight. (laughs) I sleep for a couple of hours. I'm like, oh, well, I might as well do laundry, you know. I'm looking up flights because I have no idea what's going to happen with my car. I ended up the next morning, there was a very nice woman who worked in the housekeeping team at this motel. She drove me in her personal pickup truck to Walmart because that's like the nearest store. So I, I needed to get a suitcase to pack up all of my chesties. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is like unbelievable. So she takes me in her personal car 
and she won't accept any kind of money for me or anything. She's like, no, no, I just want to help. I'm like, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Um, so she gets me, I get a, I get a, a lock case for the handgun that I'm traveling with because, you know, I'm oh like a gosh. single girl and my brother's a Marine and he's like, you're definitely not going on the road, like cross country without this. So here you go. Okay. Got it. Go brother. <laughs> <laughs> there's more on that <laughs> I get everything packed up I finally book a flight and it's you know two and a half, the nearest airport is two and a half hours away and then I start figuring out okay how do I get to the airport well there's no like rental car there's no taxi I mean if you even mention the word uber they're literally looking at you like you're an alien they've never heard this word before so I had to call a limousine company based close to where the airport was. I said, dude, I will pay you. I didn't say whatever you want, (laughs) but I was like, I'll make it worth your while. Please. Yeah, exactly. Please come pick me up and take me back to this airport (laughs) because I need to get there. So he did. As I'm driving to the airport with him and, you know, I've got all my trustees packed up, literally left my car in the motel like parking lot. <laughs> You're like, like I will, <laughs> you just leave a will, sign that says yeah. free, <laughs> free to a good home. I was like, I will deal with this later. But I was meeting Tennille Reed in um, in Phoenix, Arizona, for a photo shoot. She's the athlete that I did the tea with. Uh, Joy, that's the one with the black and white stripes that you love. Oh, the, I love that orange one. panels. In the that's back. My yeah, favorite. exactly. Yeah. So that's her. So I was meeting with her. And I really, really couldn't afford to miss this photo shoot because I had everything set up for it. It's a pretty big investment every time I see Yeah, absolutely. And you do really awesome photo shoots. Oh, thank you. I try to have, like, a lot of fun with it, obviously. But the whole premise behind Chesty is that it's, like, functional fashion. And I really want to infuse that fashion element of it. So we do a lot of lifestyle shots that, you know, make it fun for the girls. And a lot of these athletes, like... They're so used to doing these action shoots all the time and they're sweating and they're doing cleans and snatches and that's all great and I do those too, but a lot of them have never even had their hair and makeup done for a shoot before and I'm like, yeah. girl, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the fun in that? This is happening. Yeah, no, it's fun. <laughs> so I'm in this, uh, you know, this car that this guy is driving and he, and I'm talking to my brother because we're talking about how different states have different laws on handguns primarily if you're allowed to fly with them he's like well where are you headed next okay no you're not going to be able to fly (laughs) with your handgun into california because they just passed a new law and you know yours is 15 mag and their maximum that you can carry in california is 10 it's just all of these things that i never thought that i would have to oh my god right worry about so um so that's why i ended up getting a lockbox that i can travel with i ended up you know we ended up figuring it out because again he's a marine he has marine friends everywhere like just ask if you ever need help just ask a military dude or woman oh, yeah. they will figure it out for you so <laughs> So the driver is overhearing all of this, you know, happening. And I hang up the phone with my brother and he says, I don't mean to pry, but <laughs> what what were you planning on doing with all that ammo? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I said, I honestly don't know. I was probably going to throw it away. He goes, well, I carry a nine mil. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. And I said, well, that's going to be part of your tip today. How about that? And he said, that sounds good to me. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So it's like you can't even make this stuff up. So I literally have a guy who drove two hours to pick me up. He's driving back. He's accepting a tip for driving me in ammunition. Oh, my gosh. From a girl who's, like, trying to sell some sports sports bras. You're like, this is totally legit. It's fine. It's so great. I'm, like, booking hotels on, you know, Hotel.com or Hotel Tonight as I'm walking into the lobby. And I'm like, hi, you might want to press refresh there on that. It's a pretty new reservation. (laughs) Pretty new. (laughs) So that was my life until I got to California, where I finally was able to meet up with my friend Melissa and she had me stay at her house and let me tell you after finally getting to California it was like an oasis her house is like a spa to me I was like this is is ridiculous (laughs) yeah so anyway so it ended up being like two or three months till my dad who owns a trucking company was able to get one of his buddies to go pick up my car and take it to Dallas which was the closest um 
big city in Texas, no one wants to work. By the way, no one wants to work on cars that are European in Texas. They're like, yeah, get this out of here. (laughs) Also, only in Texas would that whole thing with like your driver accepting ammo for a tip have happened. It's the best thing ever. I swear. I actually documented it and I have it on my personal Instagram page because I was like, if I tell this story later, I want proof that this happened. I have a picture of me. Sitting in the back of his car with a handful of ammunition. Just like, here you go. Yeah. It's like the opposite of Home Alone where he tips him in gum. It's so perfect. It's like the best thing ever. I love this story so much. So my dad finally got it back, uh, you know, months, months later to Florida. And we ended up selling it for parts to some guy in the Bahamas. So you're welcome, guy in the Bahamas. Have fun with that car. (laughs) Moving on to bigger work. and better things. <laughs> so talk yeah, about so, the, Yeah, go ahead. So anyway, I'm just wrapping that up. I'm sorry I was so long, but that no. was my very first road trip. And I can tell you they've only improved from there. Well, I mean, I'm thinking like you, so you're doing this job and you decide to just up and leave to pursue this business and starting yeah. some business. Talk a little bit about that moment where you're like, all right, I'm doing this. So, well, I had obviously like when you make such a big decision in your life, you it's not like so rash. It's not like, all right. But I was definitely thinking about it for quite some time. And I I had the blessing of my boss, which is amazing. She on my last day of work, she gave me um, a beautiful bracelet and it had a compass on it, like a um, just like a charm mm-hmm. bracelet. And she she gave it to me and she said, Nicole, you've always found your own way. I want you to continue going in your in the path of your own direction. Aww. And I thought that was such a cool message from her. I mean, I had worked for her for many years. She knew me. She knew that even though Bloomingdale's is a very corporate organization, I really pushed the limits on corporate all the time. <laughs> in what way? And uh, I just kind of wanted to do things a little bit more loose, like okay. based on feel. And, you know, that's not in, that's not a business that did things on field. They were like, no, here's the contract. Here's the writer. This is when it starts. This is when it ends. This is who you hire. This is who you, you know, this is who you hire for the music. And this is who you hire for the makeup. And this is the photographer we use. And I was like, okay, but how about this? Because they're doing some really cool stuff. And, you know, maybe we incorporate art into the fashion show because people dig art. You know, little things. Like, over the five years that I was there, I would incorporate small little, like, I would just say, like, characteristics of Nicole. (laughs) And they would kind of slowly accept them. So that's what I mean by, you know, going your own way and pushing the envelope a little bit. Because, you know, of course, they want to do things in a very brand right manner. And I wanted to respect that. But I also think that when you connect with your customers, especially a regional customer, it needs to be very specific, specific to them. And I still do that. Like even I'm going to I took a booth at the California Regional and I did like a couple special limited edition prints that I would only do for the California market because people here would wear wild, fun, crazy colored tie dye things. And maybe people, you know, in the National Regional don't have space for that in their you know, as Claire says, <laughs> capsule collection. So, <laughs> oh my so, um, so how long so, had you been um, doing the Chessie before you left your job at Bloomingdale's? So I had been working on the concept for two and a half, three years. And a lot of what that back end work was truly was the patent and the patents now mm-hmm. um, associated with it. So by the end of this year, I will have two patents granted five approximately pending three or four trademarks so a lot of that stuff is legal and and that's like one of the great things that I learned um just not even through Bloomingdale's but just in general in business in general from really smart people is if you you know if you can find some way to protect um your proprietary information or if you can come up with something that is proprietary Yes, it's niche, but, you know, they always say choose a niche and get rich. I'm working on the, like, get rich part, <laughs> but I definitely found a niche. So, totally. Um, yeah. So, I, sorry, I, see, this is the bunny trail. I think it's more like <laughs> we're in another country <laughs> it's more right like now. like an avalanche slide. <laughs> yeah, nailed That's it. totally fine. <laughs> that is totally fine. But, uh, but going back to, like, what, you know, when I finally, like, decided to leave, 
I, you know, I felt really good about what I had accomplished at Bloomingdale's and I felt like, okay, you know, I have the, I have the patent stuff working now and I have these great ideas for actual collections that I want to launch. And I saved up enough money that, you know, I was very inexperienced in retail. What I should have done in hindsight is asked an actual designer how much it costs to launch a collection. <laughs> <laughs> but I never did that. Um, so I saved up what I thought would last me a year. It lasted me like three months. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty terrifying. So I ended up running out of money. And in the course of all of this time, I had been just doing like small, um, like, hey, so-and-so, Mr. Gym owner, I know we've been friends forever because, you know, we, when you like are a competitor, you're always like going to do drop-ins at different gyms and you're always friendly with people because you see them at every competition. I was going to my friend's gyms at night, um, especially like Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, the beginning of the week when everyone you knows like, all right, that's it. I'm burning off the weekend calories, going to the gym. So I used to do like uh, little table setups, selling, selling things. And most of the time I sold nothing, but at least I was getting, you know, exposure to 40, 60, 80 people who now at the end of that night knew at least what the trustee was. So I, so I saved up enough money. I borrowed $5,000 from my mom for my first production run. And that's when I kind of, that's when I kind of launched. <laughs> um, I had my first actual collection debut at, at Wadapalooza in January of 2015. So I really haven't been doing this that long. And that's when the chesty used to be t-shirts, not really t-shirts, but very tight, almost like compression fabric shirts. And that's how the name actually originated. Because my idea was, well, we'll do a chest guard in a t-shirt and we'll call it chesty, right? Yeah, okay. At, at least in my brain. And, you know, <laughs> we named that at my friend Lindsay's gym um, at Kings Point CrossFit in Orlando. We were all standing around one day and my friend Bill Beveridge, who's also in the military, was like, yeah, but what are you going to call it? I mean, I think that's cool. You need to make a men's one like right away. And I was like, okay, well, what do you think we should call it? And he's like, I mean... You said what it does. I don't know. Chesty. And I, it was the very like, first okay. thing. Okay. <laughs> we all Done. looked at him and we were like, yep, that works. Yep, that's the name. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. And then ironically, a lot of the things that I do are not, this is this is one thing um, that no one knows, have some sort of like very small tie back to the military or to my brother. So um, for example, Chesty Polar, although he spells his name differently, is a very well-known Marine, uh, U.S. Marine. So you can look him up and see. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's a cool connection. Another thing that I do is I put my logo on the left side of the sports browser of the Chesties. And the reason for that is when in like a military cadence, they always start out with the left foot. They say the left foot is the best foot. And I would always do these small little things that re honestly reminded me of my brother while he was away on active duty. And um, he never really knew I was doing that, but it was just kind of like a fun thing, like a fun little thing, like way for me to connect. But um, going back to my brother, and what's really exciting for me is he got out of the Marine Corps when um, he and his wife had their first baby in October, and he joined my company. So That's that was like, <laughs> it's so cool. We had been talking for years about, you know, loving the idea of potentially working together. What would we do? Uh, how would that work? And it kind of just happened you know he had been helping behind the scenes as much as he could at being you know obviously active duty military it's not a lot but he had been helping behind the scenes quite a bit and he's great at all of the things that I really lack <laughs> a skill set in um, for example uh, finance or working <laughs> with vendors or even organizing things in Excel like he I was with him last week working and he's like okay so I did the projections and I have all of your expenses, you know, divided by <laughs> different categories. And I'm looking at this and You're I'm like, like, yeah, wow, that's, 
Well, I was so impressed. I was like, yeah. this is amazing. This is so cool. And he looks at me. He's like, Nick, I'm just kind of doing like the job you gave me. <laughs> and I was just like, this is just how this is supposed to be done. <laughs> you're getting a raise. <laughs> I swear I said that. And I was like, I don't know. Do we have enough money to give you a raise, though? <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, my God. It's really funny. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a really interesting road, I will say. But, I mean, as far as as far as far keeping it nimble, you know, I love that I work with my brother. Um, the other person that we have working with us, not full-time, but I hope she will flex up to full-time soon. Her name is Leah, and she's our customer care person. And we use that word care because she really does care so much. She cares about the brand. She started being like just basically an ambassador for my brand and wearing the product. She's a level one coach or in the CrossFit space. Um, she's just an overall great person. And we're hoping that, you know, as as we grow, she can grow with us. And we're keeping everything pretty, you know, trying to keep everything pretty tight and under our care and under our eyes and our watch, like, for example, a lot of companies at this stage would have probably already moved into like a shipping, logistics, or fulfillment center. We are trying to keep everything in-house as long as possible. So we actually took over our mom's spare bedroom in her house. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Mom. It's amazing. Hey, and <laughs> Well, she loves it because she gets to see my brother, her son, and her grandbaby like all the time. Yes. Because he's like ride them with grandkids. That's like the way to go. Oh, it's the best thing ever. I even bribe Joy's mom with grandkids, and like she's not. (laughs) I've only met Joy's mom like twice. Oh yeah, (laughs) and I still bribe her with my own child. It totally works. Yeah, the grandbaby is the way to go. He comes over with wearing his like papoose, and he's got Catalina in you know like in like basically on his stomach on his chest, and he's like. Hey, mom, you think you could, like, watch Catalina? She, by the time he's done with this sentence, she's already grabbing right, the baby. Like, like yes. mine, mine, get over here. <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing. And then it gives him, like, you know, a few hours of uninterrupted work. And so what he does there is he'll do, like, logistics. He'll basically do all of the fulfillment. So as we get orders, we try to fulfill all the orders within, you know, 24 hours. So if you order on a Monday at, whatever, 3 p.m., your shipment is going out the very next day before five. And one of the things that I appreciate about how I've been able to start and grow my business is the support from the community. So it's very important to me that every single order get a, the the buyer gets a personal handwritten letter from me in every order. So um, it, it's a lot of time, but at the same time, in the same breath that I say that it's so rewarding because a lot of people will write in after receiving their package and they'll send us an email and say, wow, the handwritten note was a nice touch. Thank you. Or they'll even like take a picture of the, of the chesty and the note and they'll put it on like Facebook or Instagram and say, this was a, like a very cool buying experience for them. And those little things add up and it creates like a bigger movement. And that's what I really like because it's a cool way to connect with the the community, essentially, that has supported me from the beginning. And I've got some really cool things planned that I can't talk about yet, but I'll send you guys one. And it's, oh. it's pretty dope. Um, it's coming in the next six months. So that's I'll awesome. send you guys one. <laughs> um, so that's I cool. have kind of a question about like the bigger picture experience of being an entrepreneur. Because I okay. think... Now, you know, there's a lot of like, I know Joy and I have even talked about, you know, what it would be like to kind of go out and do this podcast thing on our own. And, and, you know, the thing that's really held us back is like just that huge feeling of, well, there are multiple things that held us back, but the biggest thing is like that feeling of uncertainty of like, okay, you no longer have the safety net of like, you're the only one who's accountable for you anymore. Like there's no bigger company. There's no bigger career, you know, not bigger career, but like, you know, there's no bigger like it's like this is it's kind of like that you know just see the first stair sort of thing but like when you're when you are taught to think about your career you're sort of taught to think about like where is this going to get you in 30 years when you were thinking about the transition Mm -hmm. what did you I guess kind of like what put you what pushed you over the edge ultimately and then also what has been what's the biggest difference that you found like in actually living that life that knew that was what you expected Oh my gosh, it's so different than what I expected, but I will revisit that. 
because <laughs> I'll answer your first question first. So um, it, I I think it's going to be different for every person, but I guess the turning point for me was I felt stale, and I felt that I was continuing to do the same thing, although it was my job and I was doing a good job and I was getting results. For me, I'm the type of person who wants affirmation and I always want more. And, you know, and I say that understanding that that's good and it's bad, right? Because you don't always want to have such high expectations for yourself that you're constantly missing the mark because you want to leave lead a fulfilled life but for me in the role that I was in I felt <clears throat> that I had grown a lot and I was proud of the growth but that I wanted so much more and I also am the type of person who really enjoys change so I knew I wanted to change and that I was ready for it I didn't know what kind of change but I knew that if I basically left this like corporate job and started working on Chesty full time that that would in and of itself be a massive change and I just figured it was literally like gambling which by the way I found out in Vegas this past weekend I'm not a very good gambler <laughs> what was but it this was the <laughs> what was it like like waking up that first Monday and being like all right here we go oh my god it was amazing really? I will tell you what I did too I went to the beach <laughs> Perfect. Most people on your podcast would be like, yep, I put on my suit, you know, my business meeting stuff. I put on my lucky shoes. I hit all the cold calls. I freaking went on. <laughs> I went, I worked 16 hours. I was like, oh no, I need to reset. Yeah. <laughs> I put my bikini on and I went to the beach. Living in South Florida, it was like the best thing ever. And I did not hesitate to take a picture of me like with the waves in the background and sent it to all my girlfriends at Bloomies. And I was like, have fun in your meetings today. Love oh you. my gosh. I can just oh my feel God. like the anxiety, <laughs> but excitement at the same yeah. time. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. I think part of the reason I did that was to make myself feel better. Like, remember they're all in their black suits and their perfectly polished nails and their closed toed shoes. And they're sitting by this time. They've had six hours of meetings. Like, remember, this is what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. And you're drinking a smoothie on the beach. So there, right? Exactly. So yeah. And actually I also posted about that on my Instagram. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, this is a something to the effect of like, this is a new chapter and one of the best Mondays I've had in a really long time. <laughs> so, so I want to ask you too, I know you work with a lot of the top athletes to design the bras and can mm -hmm. you give a little bit of insight of what I think for quote unquote average CrossFitters, like I think it benefits us to have the chesty for a number of reasons. Like the weight is heavy, but like, is there any mm -hmm. difference for what the, the top athletes are looking for when they're designing this, like the special bras, like Brooke Wells, you know, like, mm -hmm. is there, is it, are they looking for, okay, because they're in front of a lot of people, they want to look cute, but they also want it to be functional. Like what's the theme that you're they seeing? Want, yeah, they want both. But I mean, it's really interesting because every single athlete I work with, it's a very, that it's a very unique experience to it's unique to them and then the trustee becomes unique to them and it totally embodies like who they are physically as well as almost emotionally and mentally because like for example the coal I did that with Nicole Caperso and you know it's it's just so like classically tomboyish <laughs> chic and easy um whereas like with Brooke you know she told me that she wanted a couple of well actually like three things that, that she had to have in her chesty one she wanted it to have that baby blue color because I mean you've seen her eyes they're gorgeous so she's like I really like that baby blue color I was like done that's easy <laughs> number two she's like you know something with athletic mesh could be really fun I'm like wow okay she's getting involved like she wants she knows what kind of like fabric she wants this is great okay and number three make it can you make it like strappy and I'm asking her like strappy where like we've already done one that's super strappy in the back she goes no like somehow underneath but don't cover up the <laughs> she literally said don't cover up the top abs because the top abs are the best abs <laughs> and I was amazing. like I can do that so <laughs> um <laughs> 
So we're actually on our fourth uh, and final prototype that is being sent to her right now. And when this thing launches, it's it's going to be incredible. It's it's like one of the coolest silhouettes that I've ever designed. It's very cool. So abs are the best abs. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's really fun. It has a lot of just like her personality in it. And then we'll also offer it though in other colors, you know. Claire, I got to bring back the all black, of course. <laughs> I mean, I do. My chesty is that the dark gray. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know all about it. Part of your capsule collection. So. <laughs> I literally, I was, uh, talking to Brandy the other day and I was like, Hey, can you go downstairs and grab like our, we live in an apartment above a garage and our, our laundry is downstairs. I was like, Hey, will you go downstairs and grab some stuff for me for, for tomorrow out of the laundry? Can you get, um, my gray leggings and that gray tank top and then like the gray <laughs> sports bra. And he was like, which gray leggings and gray tank top and gray sports bra. Right. Like, Cause all I'm looking at is a sea of gray right, right. now. Thank like, you. Just, I was like, you know, like the gray, the like, kind of stripey and the sports bra has like the crossy over in the back thing. And he was like, yeah, no, that you're describing everything you own. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. I think what I'm most impressed with is just the amount of designs you come up with for sports bras. I just, I look at this and I'm like, how many ways can you make a sports bra? Apparently a lot. And they're all pretty damn amazing. Okay. But let's also talk about them like for men, because every time Mm -hmm. I wear my Brandon is like, when am I going to get one of those? (laughs) All right. So the only thing that I can say at this (laughs) moment I hate I hate having to be this. I, I'm really not That's trying okay. to be this for like we, I've done this and before. And I I really am not trying to bait you. So you can just say no. like it's in the works, it's more to come. <laughs> I'm really not trying to do this as any kind of like hype, but I really cannot talk about it other than to say it is in the works and more to come. Okay, right, great. <laughs> um, and I think you guys will be really excited. But I didn't answer your other Yeah, I was gonna say let's go back to the other question about part two. Yes. So it's, I don't think that anything is ever exactly what you expect, right? Like I told you that I thought that I had enough money for like well over a year, but I ran out of money right. in three months. It's like, honestly, it is way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and I mean that in all sincerity. It's not, it's not the everyday like, oh yeah, it's great. It's Tuesday and I have the ability to go to the doctor if I want to. Of course, that's that's very nice to mm-hmm. be able to do that. Whereas before, you know, working like everyone, like most people work, um, you know, in that nine to six kind of time frame, it, those things logistically make just life hard in general. But I think it's more of the, like the mental and emotional freedom that I have. And I've noticed that as time has gone by, joy I have designed so for every chesty that you see on the market I've probably designed five times that and I'm just like I'm like all of a sudden it's like I've turned into this like idea factory if you will like I keep coming out with like and you can't shut it off concepts it's so weird no but in a really good way and I'm really excited about it and so that part I didn't expect I also didn't expect to have like this, I don't know, kind of um, freedom of thought in terms of long term stuff, like, like the way I think of Chesty is I'm I'm living it for now and for every day. And of course, I'm working on these big deals. And that just drives me. But at the same time, you know, in five years, I can't honestly say that I'll be doing this. I have no idea what I'll be doing. Right. I mean, I might go to law school and then, you know, just try to become like, you know, one of the best dressed attorneys in the courtroom. I have no idea what I'll try to do. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, uh, and that's kind of cool that the one difference is now in 2017, that statement doesn't scare the shit out of me like it did in 2013. Like not knowing. I have no idea what I'm going to do. That would have scared me to to a, a huge extent now today i'm like yeah but i'm cool with it like i'm good i'll figure it out because that's what i've continued to do right <laughs> well i think the majority of people go for security and go for the linear quote-unquote linear path i don't think there's ever a linear path but the idea mm-hmm. that we're on this linear path gives us some comfort so right it's kinda... and there's nothing wrong with that no. i mean that's you know, that's majority of people. And and in a way, like I really do like security and that's 
frankly, I think that's part of the reason why I, you know, asked my brother to join my company. I wanted someone else looking at finances. And, you know, I know I want to know when I place an order for production that I actually have the money to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he'll, <laughs> he'll be the guy that's like, hey, um, do you know how much you spent in photo shoots last quarter? <laughs> They're like, uh, remind me what, the qu- what a quarter is. <laughs> totally <laughs> so me or he'll be like hey um so expenses were pretty high in march you know with the road trip and everything i'm like how do you even know that he's like nick i gave you a corporate credit card with your name on it like who do you think gets the statements and pays the bill it's literally like that bad <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> but also amazing because i gave him a job and he just like ran with it and he's he's killing it <laughs> is he your older brother or younger brother it's funny that you ask that because I act and everyone thinks the way, the way I act that he's my older brother, but uh, he's my younger brother by two and a half years. I told you that you're going to say it's funny that you asked that because he's my twin and I was going to freak out because Joy and I both have twin <laughs> brothers. You both do? Yeah. That is uncanny. Isn't that yeah. weird? And Joy's that is brother so is in the Marines. Yeah, my brother's a Marine. Yeah. Yes. Oorah. Tell Ooh, him thank you for rah. serving. I, so I was just about to like freak out if you had a twin brother. I was be like, that's it. No. <laughs> but we're like as twin as non-twins could be. I yeah. would say that. Yeah. Like, we even look alike. It's crazy. You didn't happen to charge <laughs> your uh, your boyfriend's truck on the card when you were road tripping, did you? <laughs> to have to charge my card? Remember you guys like bought your boyfriend just like bought a yeah. truck on the road trip? So when amazing. I met up with Nicole at CrossFit yes. Eminence, she's like, yeah, we just bought this car because <laughs> I needed more room because I didn't have enough room for my stuff. No, but I will tell you that I decided to help him buy a bed cover. This is something my brother doesn't even know, but it's out there now. <laughs> I helped him buy a bed cover, and I don't know anything about trucks. Again, I think we've already established that like cars are not my strong suit, but we're talking about the different types of covers that go on trucks. And he's like, yeah, well, this is a soft cover, and this is the difference, and this is a trifold. I have no idea what any of this means. And I'm just like, okay, so, like, talk to me in terms that I understand. He goes, all right, so we're carrying your chesties around in the back. This top is going to be protecting it, and this shit can get cut open. And I was like, give me choice A. Thanks. And so I ended up helping him buy that. And that was, I think, a justifiable um, company fair. expense. I think that's fair. Yeah. We're protecting <laughs> the ahead. inventory. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's protecting the inventory. This yeah. is like a work truck now. Yeah, that's a great story, too. That is so, a great like, story. We left Florida. We go to Atlanta, and we're in Cookville, and then we're in Missouri. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, okay, so I had this 10 by 10, you know, tent um joy you saw it at yeah. crossfit eminent so we had this tent sent to one of our locations and i honestly didn't know how big the dimensions were in terms of the side posts <laughs> and the box comes and i'm like that can't possibly be ours <laughs> i have no idea how we fit it in the car but driving just from like the that point to Missouri he was like yeah this isn't gonna work so we're gonna need a bigger truck so he ended up trading in his car and getting a truck (laughs) and I'm thinking about maybe wrapping it at this point it'll be fun (laughs) you know make it a little give it a little sass we'll see so (laughs) so wrapping up the episode because we're almost out of time I want to ask you about of course we are and I've done all the talking I'm so sorry no that's the point Well, I know, but I still, like, outside of this, we need to talk, like, the three of us, and I, I need know. to learn things about you, because you've just learned so much about me. <laughs> we Please. will do that. We have plenty Well, of time. lucky for you, we have 197 hours of pre-recorded material for you to learn from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been listening. Oh. <laughs> That's a little tidbit here and there. Plenty of time. <laughs> oh, these, my goodness. The lucky people out there that have devoted 197 hours. Yeah. It's be- oh. See, that's that's beautifully supportive too. I yeah. love this community. It's it's, great. it's pretty it's amazing. A lot of it's so dedicated. Claire. I love it. Okay, so talk a little bit about your influences and things that you've either read or gathered along the way, mentors, etc., that you feel have been really impactful for the Chesty business. Okay, so two things. Number one, I totally believe in mentors, but moreover, choosing your mentors. I have two amazing mentors in my life and I have literally in both scenarios gone straight to them and said, hey, so 
I have now just made you by, by us shaking hands and hugging. I've made you my mentor. So congratulations. I'm going to be leaning on you for anything from life advice to, you know, reviewing paperwork to listening to my business scenarios and telling me what you think you would do in this scenario. Hope you're on board. I, okay, thanks. so thank you so much here's your name tag business card boom done like I have done that to two people and it was like the best thing for me and it's been a really interesting in both cases um scenario and I just get so much out of it and I think they get something out of it too I hope they do at least they're still talking to me and they're still mentoring me right so like it has to be giving them something well let me interrupt you for a second because I, I really like that because there's, and I'm sorry if any of us have said this before. I'm sure I've said it at some point in my life, but nothing bothers me more than when someone kind of randomly reaches out to you and says, I just want to pick your brain. Mm. I cannot stand that. So I, I think what I like what you did is I want to develop a relationship with you and I want you to be my mentor. Because that, right. I mean, I, and I get why people say that, but nothing bothers me more than say, I just want to pick your brain. <laughs> well, basically what they're saying is I just want to get some tidbits of advice from you and then For like, free for free and then just leave it and then I'll see you yeah. later and I never want to talk to you again. I will um, say though like playing ugh. devil's advocate I think the people who come into that think like I don't want to like I know you're busy I don't want to burden you with like another person I don't want to like you know make you think that this is something that I'm like signing you up for this long term commitment I just want a snippet of your time Yeah I could see that too. So I get that and it just I think note to everyone out there like I just like how you did it I like yeah. the no, I, mean, I relationship like, I prefer the relationship, relationship. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I could see it from the other side of people being like, because I know that drives you crazy, but I could see it as somebody <laughs> being like, hey, I don't really know you. Can we just t- sit down for a half hour? I don't want to, yeah. like, impose myself into your life. I'm just really curious about you as a person versus, mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm not, I have now put my flag in the sand and established a lifelong relationship right. with you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I think it also depends on the people. So totally. One, one of the two mentors, she has now graduated to being my friend tour because friend she's tour? a friend now. She's a friend plus Liz. mentor equals friend tour. <laughs> so I like that title. Depends. Yeah, it's fun. And then, but also I, I do see it as like, I need to give back to. So I have, I would say a handful of, ironically, they're all women who lean on me periodically for advice. They're in different businesses. One's in apparel, one's in just straight like industrial manufacturing, one's in a uh, service-based business. But I do the very best that I can to give them unbiased you know, opinions from my perspective on how to help them grow their business because of the six and seven years that I've received this from my mentors. So it, it is a relationship thing. And I definitely, you know, don't do it with people that I can't see myself like investing a long term thing with. Um, but I, I do think that in this day and age, we need to like all stick together. I, I have so much of my success is really because of other women in the community. Um, you know, this hashtag girl gang <laughs> totally. and, and I'm very grateful for it. So number one, to answer your question, mentors. Number two, I started reading a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. I have logged a ton of hours on audible, anything from, you know, some like more like Eastern way of thinking to just basic business books. And some of my favorites are, the Slight Edge. Love that book. Have either of you read it? No, no ma'am. We're going to have to now, okay. though. I have my, okay. my April Audible credits. There you go. So The Slight Edge, it's, it's like a really easy read. I think I read it on one plane flight. It was that, that quick. It was great. And then um, <clears throat> my brother just gave me Getting to Yes, and I'm halfway through it, and I'm loving it. It's Negotiating Agreement Without Giving In. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to send me a message. <laughs> I've actually no seen fun. that pop up on a lot of people's Instagrams lately. It's I, It's pretty new, right? Yeah, it's pretty new, yeah. as is, to me, Shoe Dog, which I – uh, have started as well and then another like another like easy read that I've probably read or listened to Claire uh, maybe like eight times now is essentialism and it's the disciplined pursuit of less and I don't care who you are we can definitely all use less of things in our life because <laughs> my old boss used to say oh what a time suck or yeah I was just talking to so-and-so about xyz it was just total time hijacker 
So yeah, it's it's kind of like reducing clutter both physically and within your you know within your brain almost of how you're going to approach getting to your bigger goal items and looking at how you spend your day and if and if those small things that you do don't genuinely add up to your big picture you can kind of eliminate them really and so I've been trying to do that and you know we all we all go through cycles but that's kind of like those four are like rotating around my desk at all times right now I love that that's I love great. to read mm-hmm. so I mean there's no like real you know for me there was no like magic recipe but I will say that if a person is happy he or she will show that in the results that they're getting. And although I went through like probably three years of a of an epic grind, like I've never had to experience in my life, like, you know, running out of money, not once, but twice and being like super broke and then doing trunk shows out of the back of your car and selling nothing for two years can get to you. But somehow like all of those experiences and all of those like small, tiny little I guess, activities create behavior. And that all is like, it works like compound interest. Again, something I learned from Slight Edge. (laughs) And it all compounds. And then after a while, in my case, four years, I look back and I'm like, wow, that actually did do something because I'm building something here. And that makes me happy. (laughs) You know, it's like so basic. (laughs) And because I'm happy, I can continue to do this. And it's great. And I'm like creating things with people I really care about now. Awesome. Yeah, well, I I applaud you. And I think just you and I have talked offline before. I'm just such a fan of you mm-hmm. as a person. Not, I mean, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, truly, not not only have you created something really amazing for women and women's bodies, but the culture that you're creating and the community that you're creating and just you're you as a person, it's just you're so great to be around and your personality is infectious. And I think that just adds to everything else that you're doing and why you're going to be you know continuing to grow this brand so oh thank you we stand behind you, you yeah we stand behind you 100 <laughs> percent. i that's no surprise i've said that to you a million oh, times thank you. we've had like a million text message threads where i'm like i am such a fan of you just as a person i don't care what you do from here on out you could sell oranges on the side <laughs> of the road and i'd be like i love nicole so, <laughs> but thank um, you yeah thank you and, so just, and thanks for your support i mean course. every everything every conversation every podcast which by the way this is my first so thank you for being my very first interview I love it but everything matters you know it all it all makes a huge difference and it's all part of our story together I love that yeah so give your handle of where folks can find you it's all at the chesty correct yes ma'am everything so Facebook Twitter Instagram it's all at the chesty and my website is thechesty.com. And that's C-H-E-S-T-E-E.com. Nicole, mm-hmm. thank you so much. This has been wonderful. We've had a blast. <laughs> thank you is both our, so much. Is our discount code still live that we can pimp that with you? Yes, ma'am. Okay. It is live. So Girls Gone Wild listeners, because this is Nicole and her first podcast and we love each other so much, <laughs> we, wanna, we want you to support the podcast and support Nicole by using the discount code ggw is there anything you want listeners to know about the fit about the style about anything that's like good for i mean i'm sure all of that's on your website too but well it's um, all on the website what i will say is a lot of women tend to wear lululemon and so that's like the brand that we kind of scaled our sizing to so if you're a six in lulu generally speaking you'd be a six in chesty uh we just try to make that a little bit easier for people and um and as you're shopping so the Tiffany is by far our best seller. It happens to work for um, larger bus sizes as well. That's a big question I get. And also, finally, I do want to <laughs> to let every, everyone know who is concerned about having a larger bus. I'm working on three new styles, and I don't really know what I'm going to call it. Maybe the busty collection, <laughs> but it's it. going to be for bustier athletes. So all you know, double D and larger because that is a completely underserved market that, you know, yeah. I have a lot of friends who are super fit and maybe they wear like a 32D regular bra but can't find a single sports bra that works for them. So right. that's something that we're going to be coming out with soon too. But everything's on our website and, and if they have any questions, you can call and guess what? A real person picks up the phone, usually Leah, but <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it's me or my brother Scott and if you write us an email... 
we do our very best to respond to all emails within, you know, 24 hours. So feel free to reach out. We always love any kind of feedback and we have a really good rapport with our customers for that, for that reason. We try to just get them what they need and make any situation right. And last thing, and then we got to go, I swear, but uh, are you allowed (laughs) to talk about the leggings you posted on that Instagram on like in January of you on the wall? (laughs) Thank you. I love you for following us so closely. The leggings I can talk about, they're called the Kiki. Um, As you know, I, I name every single style after a woman in the sport. However, the kiki happens to be for my mom because, hey mom, mom, because she was like, you know what, when am I going to have a chesty? I mean, really, it's getting a little bit crazy. So, oh my gosh, I love that. (laughs) So kiki means grandma and she's finally a grandma. So we named these, these the kiki, although I can say. They are not grandma-esque in any way, shape, or form. They are super sexy. But everything about the leggings that is unique to Chesty is that they have a built-in shin guard. So it is made with first-pull technology for deadlifts, think cleans, think rope climbs or box jumps. Anytime you've scraped your shin and walked away from a barbell with a or a box jump with a bloody shin, bruise no more. You now have the Kiki legging by Chesty and they have the built-in shin guards and they're super fun, sexy, high waist and made with liquid leather. I mean, how could that not be fun? For oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> I just, I remember seeing that picture and I know it was January, but I still have memories. I'm like, I want them right now. <laughs> they're Thank so you. cute with the cutouts. Okay. So we got to end this. I have ended this like five times, but uh, we just love <laughs> talking really to you. We're really ending it now. Though. Yeah, we Thank really you are. for having me. Nicole, you're the best. And listeners, you guys can find Nicole at the Chesty. That's the Chesty, C-H-E-S tee.com on all social media and use the discount code ggw to support the podcast and support nicole all right we'll see you next week bye Bye. thank you bye